one. Okay, I'm here with uh, Professor Lucas Valent from Gracie Baja, Texas. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, Jeff. Okay, well, um, I've got some questions for you today. Uh, you got a big event coming up tomorrow night? Yes. Okay, so, well, to start things off, how and why did you start training jujitsu? So uh, I started training because of uh, two of my uncles who are uh, drugs students for over 25 years now. You know, so uh, when I was born, they were already uh, drugs students. Wow. You know, uh -huh. They were actually almost uh, close to black belt at the time, actually. So uh, when I was born, I was already involved with uh, Grace Barra Belo Horizonte, that is uh, my, my, my hometown gym, right? That is the, the first gym of uh, Professor Rapolino. And I uh, already had, since a very young age, I already had contact with uh, all the people from the gym and Drac himself and, you know, and that's how I started. Right. And one of those uncles is still your trainer, right? Uh, Professor Dan? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've got um, a very unique game. How did you develop your game? Man, I believe my game was uh, the mix-up of all the, the amazing professors that I had alongside my, uh, my journey. You know, all of them, of course, uh, under Professor Drack. And uh, it was uh, my, my uncle, of course, my first uh, kids professor when I joined the kids program at uh, Grace Barra BH was Professor Mauro. And then... Um, Drac himself, and of course, Professor Marcelo, Professor Sergio, Professor Claudio, you know, and uh, I mean, pretty much every black belt from uh, Belo Horizonte, my hometown, they helped develop my game, you know, so I believe that I'm... Uh, right, right. Wow, it's a... Uh, what's the... What do they call it? Faixa de Gaza? The blend of Right, right. What do they call that uh, school? <laughs> Belo Horizonte is legendary, you know, producing greats like Professor Homolo, oh my God, uh, Samuel Braga, and all of those other tough guys. Yes. What, what do they call it? Faisa de Gaza? I don't Faisa. know how to pronounce it. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I butchered the pronunciation. No, that's it. Faisa de Gaza. Faisa de Gaza. Um, so when did you realize you were, so you started early. Um, yeah. When did you realize you were truly passionate about jiu-jitsu? Jeff, to be honest, I don't remember a day in my life that I wasn't passionate about jiu-jitsu. Wow. I can see it. That was, that was my, my childhood dream, you know, to be a professional jiu-jitsu fighter. And um, I actually wanted to be a jiu-jitsu fighter and a superhero. But then I realized wow. I couldn't be a superhero, <laughs> so I became just, just a jiu-jitsu fighter. <laughs> right. Well... We, we always say jiu-jitsu is like a superpower, especially if you, you know, if you get in a fight with someone who hasn't trained before, it's like, yeah. it's, it is like a superpower. So yeah, you're, that's the next closest thing to being a superhero, right? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you have been competing at the highest levels for some time now. How does competing at black belt compared to competing at the lower belt, lower belts? Jeff, uh, I always try to think long-term, you know, and I believe that everything you do 
on the lower belts, they build you up to be, uh, they build you up to who you're going to be when you become a black belt, you know? So, um, I believe that the black belt is the, is the sum of everything you did into them. Mm, yeah, of course. Yeah. Good answer. Well, at your level, everyone you face is high level, especially your super fights. How do you prepare yourself mentally for them? Jeff, I, I trust in my preparation. You know, I, I train insanely hard. You know, I prepare myself insanely hard in every aspect of the game, both mentally, physically, and uh, technically. You know, so uh, I just know I'm ready for anything. That's that's amazing. I've I've, I've rolled with you so many times. I know, <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> um, I I I can't even count in. So in my jujitsu journey, I know it's a cliche saying the word journey, but it is a journey. It's a it's not it's a marathon, not a sprint, right? Yeah, exactly. So you said you're passionate. Um, that was your dream. Like on my part, I can't even count how many times I almost quit, especially at blue belt, like almost everybody else, right? Has it ever crossed your mind, you know, stopping, quitting? Jeff, honestly, no. But uh, the reason why is because I don't think I've ever seen any other. Um, that's not because, um, not saying that because I'm special or whatever, you know, but I believe that I never gave myself another option. You know, so since I was a kid, uh, that's it, and that's it. You know, that's your goal. So, goal oriented, and that's your goal. Exactly. I, I believe that, that most people, uh, that's completely normal, because I mean, you start jujitsu as a hobby, you know, and uh, I mean, it's something you do, you know. But since I was a kid, that was everything I did. You know, so uh, I never, uh, never crossed my mind having another option, you know? Wow. Well, yeah, that's, that's inspiring. Uh, I, so I was, before I started recording, I said, I can't believe how you've been there for almost seven years now. I, I clearly remember when you were, when you were new. So before you arrived, everyone, everyone at school, we were already talking about you. Like, there's this guy, he's only... I forgot, uh, 18 years old, but he's insane, whatever. So we, we were already talking about you before you got there. Yeah, I was 17 the first time I Seven, came. 17, I stand corrected. Yeah. And then when you started training with us, you, were, you had your purple belt, but your purple belt was faded already. So we could tell it was, you know, you were, you know, training insanely. You're already mm -hmm. tapping out black belts when you got there. Your flexibility, your guard retention skills are out of this world. But aside from that, when you were young, you know, coming up into the sport, what set you apart from other competitors or kids your age when you started, like, being at that level? Jeff, uh, dedication, hard work, and uh, the people I had around me, you know. So having everyday people like Drac and my uncle, give me advice in every aspect of the life for sure it's like a huge difference and a, a huge edge for me yeah wow i i i, I can't even imagine <laughs> like professor drag is like your family his kids are your brothers and sisters yeah yeah you're that close to them so 
like I said, I remember all those times I rolled with you, and I'm clearly, you know, like not at your level, but any, did any of your adult training partners or competitors get upset after you uh, tapped them out or after rolling with you? Like, yeah. Especially if they were much, you know, they've been training much longer. Yes, people, I believe people, people get frustrated, you know, uh, especially at first. Especially when, it, when they, they don't know anything about you, you know, because they just see a kid and uh, and the, the, the kid beats them in training, you know. I mean, of course, I'm just uh, saying here you're not like really considering beating or not being anybody in training. But anyway, uh, you, you, you get the better out of someone in training, you know, let's put it that way. And... Uh, they don't know you, so they're like, okay, a kid just got the best out of me. But then when they see, uh, when they start seeing you, how hard you work, you know, uh, how how well and how often you compete, they start, okay, that, that makes sense, right. you know? And then I believe that's what um, I got. I mean, people from the gym, including you, you know, everybody good took really good care of me. You know, even if they, they did get frustrated at first, you know, I believe that everybody uh, was able to develop some type of uh, caring relationship for me, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We have a we have a great school. Everyone cares about each other. You know, that's, yeah, I'm lucky to, to be in that school. People like you there. So, um I was there when you got your black belt three years ago. I can't believe it's, th it's already been three years. Yeah. <laughs> we all knew it was coming. Um, how, how did it feel? I mean, I, if, if there was, did you know it was coming? Was it a surprise? How, how did you feel when you got it? Yeah, it's, it's hard to say because like, like Draco always says, if you think you deserve it, it's probably because you don't. You know, so at the same time, I had this feeling like, uh, okay, maybe I deserve it, but at the same time, I feel I have like an infinite amount to improve. I mean, just, just like everybody else, you know, and, and if Drac is always tricky because Drac doesn't care how good you are or how many tournaments you win. You know, he care about the whole package. So if you are not an organized person if you are if you are amazed on the mats but you're a person that doesn't have character you know or if a person that sometimes try to choose the the easy road or something like that he's not going to give you the black belt you know and that's for sure so uh i felt like okay i feel like my, uh, my jiu-jitsu is it's good for that you know but i mean i don't know i'm uh, i'm too young you know, I was 21. I'm too young to know, uh, to have the maturity to understand if the other parts of my life are right or not. You know, so honestly, um, it wasn't, I didn't know, but at the same time, it wasn't a complete surprise. You know, so I'll tell you, it's half and half. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things. Whenever we have the the annual graduation ceremony, one of my favorite things is Professor Drax's speech before he starts giving the belts out. 
and he reminds every single one, every, every one of us, I don't care how good you are, how many medals and belts you've won, you need to have the character. That's one of my favorite yeah. things. And I look around, you know, I want to tell everybody, yeah, you better remember that. You'd be a good person. <laughs> <laughs> you need to be kind. <laughs> now, um, more specifically about your game. So, I, like I said, I'm one of the lucky students who get to uh, be one of your students. I appreciate that. <laughs> and so I've trained with many professors, great Baha'i and, and other schools. Your, de your finishing details especially are unique and different and innovative, just like your, your collar choke from the back, the way you put it on the side. I don't want to give secrets right now. <laughs> but did you, like, do, is that part of your game? Do you, like, change details, modify? Is that, um, do you do that on purpose? Yes. So I believe that one thing that uh, differs me from uh, most competitors is I like to study. I like to understand things, you know. So uh, people have this uh, this idea that, okay, once you get your black belt, you're a competitor, you just got to train hard, you know. But uh, as cliche as it sounds, you need to train hard, but you also need to train extremely smart, you know. So uh, I like to understand everything, you know. I like to understand uh, the details of, of the positions, why something works, what, why, why something doesn't work, why did it work this time, it didn't work the other time, you know, and uh, you, you know that, you, you've seen like uh, me after training, I always go to the people I train and ask, hey, what did you feel in that situation, you know, why wasn't I able to do this, why, why wasn't I able to do that? Because it's, it's not just go and, and grind, you know? I like to understand things. I like to, and by understand things, I can adapt more to my game. I can fix little gaps, you know? And also I can help uh, our students do the same. Right. I remember, um, so a couple of times you mentioned you don't like using strength un until you need it. So your techniques you, that, that you've shown don't require a lot of strength. Is that like on purpose? Yeah, so I, I got transferred, let's put it that way. I got transferred to the adults class. And when I say adults, at that time, we didn't have fundamentals or advanced anything. So MBH was like the, the adults class was like black belt competitors just killing each other, you know? Yeah. So I got transferred to that class when I was 12 years old. 12? Yeah, from the kids' program to the adults' program. So, I mean, of course, I wasn't faster than anyone. I wasn't stronger than anyone, and I, and I wasn't better than anyone, you know? So, I mean, what can I do? And my only answer was to learn and learn technique because I wouldn't be stronger than any of them until I was what? 18 maybe maybe after 20 whatever you know so it's like i got i got a, a long time to go before i'm stronger than any of them so what i can do now is to learn techniques and uh try to be technical you know and throughout the years i learned that even after you acquire that strength both by uh doing strength conditioning and um and of course growing up you know the difference between 
using strength and pressure is pressure is simply uh, a very precise strength. You know, you know where to apply it. You know when to apply it. Well, that makes perfect sense. 12, I can't imagine like guys like Andy Boy <laughs> rolling with a 12-year-old you or, or Clemente, rest in peace, <laughs> rolling with, the, with someone like you. I can't even imagine. And then I love how you said you, um, you like you study like your roles. Like you ask your your training partner, did it work? How did it feel? When and you you change like what doesn't work? I clearly remember like we had the seven minute round you and me, and you tap me like once a minute. So every time you tap me, I ask you, are you bored yet? Are you bored yet? But in that seven minutes, you also asked me a couple times, how did it feel? Did it work? When you tap, was it like, you know, I don't, like one of the positions you had me was like this when you were on my back. You were, you were experimenting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were experimenting. So, I, yeah, I, 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 I love your style. I love the, the because, intelligent yeah, approach. And, you know, so most people are like, uh, let's suppose I go, I, I tap you out. Like, okay, I, I tap you out, I'm happy, you know. But, but it's not that. So, if I'm doing, if I... the shoulder on the elbow we're back yeah sorry my internet just dropped out it just it just stopped <laughs> you're in the middle of saying something Where did you stop hearing? Um, when you were talking about, um, when you answered my question about asking your training partner, like if it worked, okay, how okay. the technique worked. Gotcha. So, for, for example, if I, if I'm attacking your, um, if I'm attacking your arm, you know, and you tap, I'm not gonna just okay, he tapped and that's it. I want to know exactly why you tapped. Did you feel? Uh, discomfort on your shoulder, on your elbow, on your wrist, on what? Because if I know where you felt discomfort, I was like, okay, so when I have this angle, the person feels more pressure on the shoulder. So that's where I'm going to focus on when I'm on this situation, applying pressure on the shoulder. So I don't want to uh, divert my attention to other parts when I can focus everything on that part that is uh, the person feeling more pressure. Right. You know? I, I love that intelligent approach. I'm I'm a student of the game just like you are, but, you know, obviously we're at a different level. <laughs> um, so before, before I called you, I asked you um, what, if you remember the last time your guard was passed, because that's, that's one, of your, uh, one of the aspects of your game that you're most known for. Jeff, but uh, to be honest with you, that's, that was never something that I focused on. You know, it's not like I go like, oh, uh, I don't want to, like, I don't have a goal. Like, oh, I don't want to have my guard pass for that amount of time. Oh. You know, to, to be honest with you, that's not something I care. You know, that was just something that uh, uh, was a consequence 
of me wanting to 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 understand God and get good at it. Oh yeah, yeah. that makes you perfect know? sense. So I mean, is it was never like a, a goal of mine, you know, to have that. That was a consequence of me simply training a lot and trying to understand the concepts and uh, trying to apply it and, uh, you know, just learning, you know? So, um, I mean, that's it. <laughs> no, that's, that's surprising because uh, it's surprising, but it makes sense. Because to mere mortals like me, ordinary people like me, we have a goal. We have that as a goal. Okay, for this role or for this competition, I'm not going to get my guard passed. So is, is that, do you set goals for each role in class or, or competition? Yes, I do. I'm actually very, uh, I'm actually very specific to, uh, to my goals in training. So some days I want to show up to training and I was like, okay, so um, I want to just take the back from a guard pass. And some days I want to be even more specific. Today, I just want to submit, I just want to try to submit people on their right arm, you know? And then I can go even deeper. Today, I just want to submit people on the left arm on this very specific submission, you know? Because that way, even if it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a goal that I'm not able to accomplish, that makes, it, that makes training super fun for me. You know, because you can narrow it as much as you want and you can make a fun train even with uh, a white belt, if you wish. Right. You yes. know, if, if you know what to look for and if you know how to make the game fun for you. Right. So that's in training. What about in competitions? Man, in competition, my, I want to win. <laughs> just just win. Just win. Exactly. I, I mean, of course, I, I have... Uh, I have goals, you know, but uh, ultimately at the end of the day, my goal is to win. Right, right. For, for just one example, uh, against Lucas Lippri, was there a goal that you had in mind before you went on the mat against him? Man, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure it's the same thing, but I do have uh, a game plan. Game plan. You know, but, uh, but as I said, I mean, I'm I'm ready I'm ready to win, you know, because I feel like if I focus too much on a game plan and for whatever reason things uh, don't fall into my game plan, I don't care. I'm ready to win on, you know, whatever happens. Right, right. That's amazing. Um, well, my next question was going to be guard passing specific. Like, <laughs> who do you think can pass your guard? But you don't have to answer that <laughs> um, unless you want to. <laughs> man uh, not really I, 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 I hope no one <laughs> <laughs> no because I mean, if Lucas Lepre can't pass your guard who can but, but Jeff as, as I told you you know that's not a that's not a a goal of right right you know goal is to to be the best as, the, the best I can be you know and uh, and win you know, so at the end of the day, that's, that's my, that's my major goal. If me being the best I can be, that will avoid everybody from passing my guard, even better. You know, if being the best I can be will make me unsweepable, you know, 
or make me a guard passing machine or whatever, even better, you know. But uh, that that's not my; those are not specific goals of mine. Right, right. I get it. Wow. Yeah. So winding down, I have like just three questions left. I know you you have to get ready for a class soon. Who is on your list of competitors you'd like to fight next? Jeff. Well, one more time, I'm not very specific about that, you know. Uh, I have my competition goals, and uh, my wish is to fight whoever is in front of me uh, for those goals. Yeah. So I, I think that's uh, the answer for me. It's plain simple, you know. I can't, I can't wait until things go back to normal because you were you're already there and then no more tournaments. <laughs> It's, it's, it's frustrating, I bet. Um, what are your long-term plans? Long-term are, plans? Um, be a Hall of Famer in Jiu-Jitsu. Be a professor as successful as, uh, as Drac, you know. And uh, overall, just be uh, a great human being. You know, I, I do want to be one of the greatest of all times. And I think uh, getting to, to the Hall of Fame will, uh, definitely put, that will definitely put me there. And, uh, man, follow uh, God's plan for my life. Uh, I, mean, I can tell you, you're well on your way there. Even at, at such a young age, I've known you six, almost seven years now. And all those three things, four things, I can tell you, you're, 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 you're on a good path. You're well on your way there. <laughs> Um, I hope so. Anything you want to say or anyone you want to thank? Man, I want to uh, first thank you for the interview. Thanks. Uh, I want to thank everybody who is uh, those who are really with me, you know, Grace Baja BH, Grace Baja Texas, uh, all my sponsors, uh, my uncle, my master Aculino, all my professors throughout the years, and uh, all, my, all my teammates and God, of course. <laughs> well i'd like to thank you so much for your time and your patience sorry for the internet connection issue <laughs> thank you so much for your time i know you have to get ready for class soon wish you uh wish you and um professor andres all the best see you later in class sir